Assalamu alaikum. May the peace that only God can give be upon you. Welcome to Radio Islam. This is your host, Tariq Alameen. If you are new to the program, make sure you take time to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get yours. Uh, if that's iTunes, TuneIn, Google Play, or SoundCloud, you'll find us at Radio Islam USA. And be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Radio Islam USA. All right, Radio Islam family. Uh, a few weeks ago, and I'm just now getting around to this, but a few weeks ago at the Cobb Galleria in Atlanta, Georgia, the Community Life Forward Conference took place. Uh, this took place from July 6th to the 8th, and Muslims from around the country, primarily in association with the leadership of the late Imam Wathadi Muhammad, uh, gathered to celebrate the tradition and presence of Islam in America with a eye, um, yes, with an eye towards the future. Uh, hence the name, Community Life Forward. Now, in addition to an awesome Saturday night community cafe put on by Chicago's own Iman, uh, Inner City Muslim Action Network featuring artists Tammy McCann, uh, KM, uh, and Brother, Brother Ali, and, and there were others as well. Um, there were TED Talk-inspired Taqwa Talks and youth events such as the Sugar Tank, which gathered young entrepreneurs uh, and it gave them, <clears throat> excuse me, it gave them the floor to pitch their business ideas uh, with the winner receiving a financial investment. Um, now, Community Life Forward had also featured a number of panel discussions. Now, some of the areas covered were marriage, uh, business, social justice. And I also was there. I mean, I was there as a participant, but I was also there as a, um, well, I should say I was there as an observer, right? Uh, but I was also a participant, and I participated on the uh, Muslims in Media discussion. So I was a panelist on that, and that audio will be available soon, inshallah. Uh, but I also covered the social justice panel, and this featured uh, Jihad uh, uh, Saleh of Islamic Relief, uh, Salima Suswell of Care Philadelphia, uh, Councilman Bashir Jones of Cleveland, Ohio, and it was moderated by... Dr. Aisha Alameen of Bridging the Gap and CARE Chicago. So we're going to be joining the discussion as the last panelist. Councilman Bashir Jones is ending a statement, which opens the floor for the question and answer session, which was extremely rich, uh, very informative, and hope you enjoy it. So here we go. You know what I'm saying? This country is what it is. 400 years of free labor. Yeah, we should benefit from it. So inshallah ta'ala, man, this is the key. Let's get back to the community. Let's get back to working people, people despite where they come from. And we all got struggles and we all got things that we're dealing with on a personal level and as a community level. But if we can just find our similarities and stick to that, inshallah ta'ala will be successful. Assalamu alaikum. We have time for a few questions from the audience if there are any. Um, with all this They can say who does what, where, whatever, and um, 
this whole uh, issue where he's trying to, I can't even say his name. I know you ain't surprised. No. That man has done everything he said he was gonna do. Everything I mean I mean he's a man of his word. He's a man of his word. He done said this is what he's gonna do, and it's exactly what he's doing. And you know, we shouldn't even be surprised at all about what I mean it's it's unbelievable. But the Quran is a living book. Yes. The Quran is a living book and it speaks about Fir'aun. And you see that Fir'aun wasn't just a person, but it represents, you know, they talked about this, it represents a, 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 a character. Donald Trump is that. So, so we see what he's doing, and I think that what's in, what, what, what I believe that the average American can do is that we have to get involved in local politics. Yep. Who is your judge? Who is your council person? Right? What organizations that you have that are doing the work? You have ISNA, you have ICNA, you have, um, I was meeting with the president of ICNA. I said, listen, we appreciate what you're doing in other countries. But Tamir Rice was shot down, brother, mm, Cleveland. Yeah, yeah. Chicago, they was, if you, listen, I appreciate the Philistines and the Indians and the, and the Asian Americans. And the, I appreciate that. But you have black and brown people in this country and poor whites who are in this country who are suffering. Don't ask me to raise money, man, for Bosnia when you haven't raised a dime for Chicago. Okay? So we have to engage them. And you know what? I'm seeing that there is a turn of the tide that's happening, especially when you have a Donald Trump that forces us to come together. Wallahi, I believe that Donald Trump is benefiting us more than he's intending to. Wallahi, I believe. Yeah, can I say this? Allah has a plan too, but maybe he's waiting to see what we gonna do before he put his plan into action. Well, let me say that Allah is above that, and I just wanna correct it just to say, because Allah already, he doesn't have to wait to know, because he knows already. Yeah. He's already clear. He's in the past, present, and future. He's above time, so he already knows it. Maybe it's not for Allah to find out. Maybe it's within our own selves to figure it out. Yeah, two more. Uh, this one here, and then this one here. Assalamu I appreciate um, all of your remarks. Um, with regard to how uh, Philadelphia uh, is the E-Coalition, right? And right. you are able to um, uh, advocate and not just advocate, but advocate successfully um, for uh, for the ear to be placed on, you know, as a this is for the school um, school system, right? Yeah. So, do you all have a? Did you put together kind of a blueprint that could be shared with other uh, communities, right? So, to, to because there's a, a substantial learning curve, I'm sure that went along with that, um, that would help other folks kickstart, you know, maybe. Uh, bypass some of the the difficulties uh, that inherit you know in dealing with a situation like that absolutely I have a lot of information I, I don't necessarily have a blueprint but I could put together a, a report on what we did you know what the main thing was what? that that uh, we sort of struggled with determining what day the eat would be on Calculation. We go with the sighting. You know, we go with the local sighting. That's why it, it 
it didn't happen for so many years because wow. they couldn't produce a date for Eve. Moon Wars. So we said we're going to calculate this bad boy and we're going to have an Eve holiday <laughs> in the school district. You right. know, that's what we. That was the biggest part of it. But, oh, mashallah, I. If you talk to me offline, I can help you with. Putting that's interesting. Can I ask a question? Sure. Because we Muslim probably would have thought that it didn't happen because you know they just hate us. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that we also have that mindset. We make our enemies greater than they really are. Okay. And, and, and maybe it wasn't because they just didn't like us. Maybe it was just because we wasn't prepared. Is that what it's you're because found? we weren't prepared for a long time. I, I know at least for the last 10 years yeah. it had been because, because we had uh, Mayor, Mayor John Street, who, was the father, who is the father of Sharif Street, who first wanted to make the holidays, wow. you know, recognized in the public schools. They, the, the leadership couldn't give them a day for E. The same thing with Mayor Nutter, who, who followed uh, Mayor John Street. And then with Mayor Kinney, we said, listen, you know, we're going to produce a calendar of dates for the next five years. And, and, and that's how we, that's how we, got. that was the, the key to getting it done, is getting the community to agree on how the E would be calculated to date. So basically, when it comes down to it, on a national level, I will recognize, and it's important to recognize, when it comes to our community, the African-American Muslim community, we do a lot of great work at the local level. You see, we can, we can rattle off council members, state delegates, community activists, so forth, at the state level. But I will say to the point, at the federal level, community is a shambles. And I think, I mean, you, you've alluded to this, you know, we, and I spoke about this at the, at the federal level, at the national level, we can't vacate that space. Because again, a lot of us, the things that we're fighting for, especially a lot of state budgets are strapped, oh, yes. they're dependent on federal money on these issues. So a lot of this work that we do to push our issues you know, are definitely through coalitions, inherently with Christians or other social justice organizations. But the issue is quite often when you see a lot of these national coalitions or organizations, or even happening at the state level, it's very clear when they're saying we need to engage the Muslim community, they're talking about the South Asian and Arab community. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. 
So, I mean, God bless, you know, Reverend Barber. Just a couple weeks ago, we know we had the, uh, um, the, uh, the Poor People's Campaign. Yeah. Right. And so they had a Muslim sister on the guiding council, organizing council for a couple months prior to that. And she reached out to me because she was the only Muslim on the council. Now, Reverend Barber does know some Muslims, no doubt. Yeah. But when he reached out, they were saying, let's get the Muslim community involved because it was very Christian or very ecumenical. But and I'm not hating on Sister Linda. Why does us know what's our story in this, in this community? And she's been a great ally on a racial level, too, joining with the black community. But she's not black. And she recognizes that. But she does champion our issues. But it's, look, when you have Essence Magazine, a, a magazine committed to the black community, and when they need to have a Muslim representative of sisters who help organize the Women's mm -hmm. March, the only Muslim they have on is an Arab American, because mm -hmm. they couldn't find an African American sister who's Muslim, who's organized. Again, this, this, is not, this is not hating on Sister Linda. But I have to say, too, I have to say that's, that's not necessarily true, because they featured Linda because she was one of three co-chairs. Co-chairs. So I'm just going to have to correct, correct. you there. No, I'm, saying, I'm not knocking her yeah. for that. We should respect Linda for what her being an ally on different levels in her work, but that it brings also some degree of where we are putting ourselves out for different discussions. And so in this in this call with Reverend Barber, it was kind of reiterated to him that you know a lot of the members of the church cult, church communities that you are embedded in the communities, whether it be in L.A., whether it be in Atlanta, you're up in the hood. Let's be up in the hood. There are mosques right down the street from you guys. But they, and they can't even recognize and name the imams at their local communities. Come on now. Right? And so they're looking for other communities. And here's the other issue. They may not know, but then the other issue is, again, whether it's government, whether it's coalitions, there is a slow process of people outside the Muslim community, not always actively or in a, in a negative way, who are defining who are Muslims. Right. So they're like, oh, well, we don't have to reach out to the Muslim, African American Muslim community because we'll get them because they're black. Mm -hmm. But when we want to reach out to Muslims, we've got to talk to the, the real Muslims. Yeah. Right. Again, I'm not hanging on my South Asian Arab brothers. We need to unite with them. But there is a process that is happening right. through media, through government relations, through other campaigns where, oh, yeah, we'll capture the African American Muslim community when you talk about black issues. But that's Regardless, we define ourselves as Muslims. Right, right. Our paradigm that how we want to approach social justice issues is based upon our deen, right? But we do live in circumstances by living in a white supremacist society that made our blackness an issue. Yeah. We gotta respond to that. But our paradigm, how we are approaching it, is based upon Islam. Yeah. And some of the how that is built upon some of the African American tradition, which is not counterintuitive to it, but it aligns, dovetails beautifully with it, right? So while I raise the issue if this is there needs to be a reasserting, very much building upon the great work that is happening at the local and the state level, back at a federal level. Because if we leave it, how many of us do, when we watch the news, when we watch TV and watch media, and they talk about Muslims, we feel alienated from it? Because it's not talking about us. And that's why I love, I love my job. I work for the largest Muslim organization, and no doubt the majority of our money comes from the South Asian and the Air community. But whether it's my lobby on Capitol, the congressional offices, or the coalitions that we're in, when I walk in, and, and I want to give credit to also Brother Colin, who's an ally because he's Muslim, but also you know understands the, the racial dynamics in the Muslim community, and his work now at ISNA trying to bring ISNA back into connecting the diversity of the Muslim community. But you know, it's still very common when I walk into Capitol Hill in a congressional office, they assume right away I'm there to talk about Palestine, mm -hmm. even though there I'm actually talking about food stamps. <laughs> <laughs> and so then 
And when I'm in coalition on whether it's be hunger, poverty, or so forth issues, it's always clear us as Islamic Relief or Muslim, and increasing now with Islam coming back into that fold, it's right away recognized. It's like, oh, you're the unique one in here. Like, Muslims are concerned about this poverty, mm -hmm. hunger issue. And you know, let me add to yeah. that. You know, W.E.B. Du Bois has something called double consciousness, yeah. being black and being American. Mm -hmm. But many of us, we have the triple consciousness, mm -hmm. being black, being American, and being Muslim. Mm -hmm. And in these different worlds, sometimes they just don't, they just don't mesh. Where you have black people who don't like Muslims and yes. don't like America. Yes. You have Americans that don't like Muslims, don't like black people. And you have Muslims <laughs> who don't like black people yes. and don't like Americans. Yeah. Listen to what Allah says in the Quran in the conversation with what with, with Shaitan says. He says, I'm better than him. I was created from fire, he was created from dirt, from mud. So racism in itself stands on a satanic foundation, yeah. right? So we have to understand that there might be these organizations, sister, that you're talking about, sister Salim, that you're talking about, Muslim organizations that you may find more collaboration with a Christian organization than you might find with them. Because if you think that you're going to get a part of some of these national organizations and change their focus, that's just not going to happen. You can speak your message. But for them to just change the focus is not going to happen. But what we have to do is, have, for example, with ICNA, you know, ICNA has a program where they build uh, shelters for women across the country. They have big in Florida, they have in Chicago, and stuff, but they don't have one in Cleveland. So now we're working in collaboration to develop one in Cleveland. What I'm saying is that we have to have our vision of what we want because we can create something. You can say, hey, ICNA, you need to do this. And they may have the best intentions but maybe culturally incompetent and may not be able to do what it is that needs to be done. So we have to have a, just like the Sister Salima talked about, like maybe they didn't do the E because nobody ever asked them. They didn't do the Iftar in City Hall because nobody ever brought it to them. So I brought it. I had the vision for it. They, 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 they didn't want no problems and they made it happen. But the follow up to that, I think. I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry because the next panel will be coming in momentarily. I want to give to Salima the last 30 seconds to say anything in response. Can she finish her point, yeah, sister? Yeah, should, should close it out. Can um, she finish her point? We, we started late anyway, so yes, let's, let's, yes. let's get our... Let's okay, get just it. Fin you can Thank fin you, better finish her point and I'll respond. You okay. know, I, so I understand all of that. What I'm trying to do is how you operationalize. So for that example you used about the clinic not being in Cleveland, how do you make sure that, okay, let's partner up, let's make that happen. How do you make sure that they're serving the people that you have interest in at a local level? I'm not talking nationally, but how do you make sure, Bashir Jones, you set this up so that it serves Muslim women or whoever you're, whoever you're trying to reach? How do you make sure that when you partner with ISNA, and I'm just using them as an example, maybe any organization, that they still serve the people that you are intending to be served and I think it, they're coming in with resources yeah. that you don't have. Yeah. Well, I think two things. I'm sorry, I wasn't trying to be rude. So that no, just no, I, I understand. Oh, okay. I'm just trying to. I'm just, no, I understand. You're doing good. Can I, I just want to respond to that, and then I'm going to let you take it. One thing is, one thing is, is uh, Donald Trump is doing a good enough job in helping us. What I mean by that is, this Muslim ban is putting a lot of pressure on our brothers and sisters who are not, quote unquote, 
America, they're immigrants to America. So now you're finding a lot more willingness from these communities to assist us because they need our assistance. There's issues that they can't speak on, but we can speak on as black, brown, and white people who are from America. So that there's a sense of there's a sense of collaborative efforts there. You know, me and Imam Suhaib, man, we talk all the time and we'll do an event together and he'll just blast them. Like, why don't y'all got no black people up here talking? You know, he don't, he don't veer away from stuff like that. Imam Omar is another one. So Ancestor Linda is another one too, man. She's another yeah. one who, who, who says, why ain't no black people here, yeah. right? So sometimes you need somebody else to speak that message. So what I think is that what we have to do is have the courage to bring this to the table and not veer away from it. What happens is we come to the table, we have one thing in mind, and then our ego get involved, or we see what we can benefit personally, and we forget the whole mission. If you stick to the mission, the resources are there. I'm telling you, the resources are there. They want to work. They want to work with us. And they have to work with us because they need our support. Listen, ain't no black mashheads getting uh, no car ran into, right? Ain't nobody, ain't nobody, ain't nobody protesting, talking about guns, guns, guns. In front of, and ain't happening in Philly. It sure ain't happening in Cleveland. It happens out on the west side. And then you know who they call? Us, because they know we know how to do security. So we go out there, we lock it down. So my point is, is that we all have our own strengths. And I'm sure I could tell you some more stuff, you know. I will say this. Islamically, our model is, it is the issue, the mission, the, the program is developed by you as the community. And Islamically, whether it's through our grants program, you have to put to Islam please saying, we have this vision, this is what we want to do, or we're already doing it and we want to scale up. So you're already driving it, and you convince us, it's like the Shark Tank type of thing, right? And we want to help you with money, technical support, and even advocacy support now. So that's how you don't lose the mission. Now, but the main thing is, and, and I wish there was a few more time, but the basic question is, are you a 501c3? Mm -hmm. How are the Muslim communities? We, correct, mm -hmm. some of our masjids are just people getting together in a house. They're not a formal organization. Mm -hmm. And there's certain things you need to do in America if you want to get funding, yeah. if, you want to be, if you want to advocate and be able to work together. Are we just formal organizations? Right. You know, yeah. Do you have formally trained, are you part of PICO or Industrial Areas Foundation? These type of trainings that you go through. But so other organizations, ICNA sets up and sometimes there may be a cultural competence disconnect, but Islamic Leaf's model is, it's you, you've created the vision and we believe in you. We're just gonna help you scale up and take it forward so th there's no mission creep because you're the ones driving it. But then what we can do is then connect, start that local. Then my vision is like, you're doing hunger or you're doing poverty or you're doing women's shelter in your community, you're driving it. But I can say to you is like, that great work you're doing at the local level, how can I also help you connect with a national coalition to raise the voice about what's going on in Cleveland or Philadelphia and get the right people to so, connect yeah, and protect that money? I'm gonna get with you. Yeah, I would, just, I would just end by saying, um, in response to what Sister Salima asked, is just remaining active. I mean, there are a lot of opportunities out there, and, and I know because a lot of them come my way. There's often times um, in my city and, and even nationally where they're looking for speakers, African-American Muslim women or, or males, and you have the same people over and over again because they know who they can call upon who's actually going to come out, especially with African-American Muslim women. And so we have to actually step up to the plate and be available. You know, I, I, I think that's very important. So. Yeah, again, my, my uh, family, that's the end of our, uh, that's the end of this program. That's the end of this footage. Hope that you benefited from it, enjoyed it. 
Uh, if you did, do the right thing. Share, right? Sharing is caring. All right. Uh, this is your host and producer, Tariq Alameen, and we will talk to you next time. Assalamu alaikum.